Pastor Allen always brings in a message, but particularly in this time, those words are not just to be passed over lightly as an easy introduction into a sermon. We have a God whose mission it is through the church of Jesus Christ, through the word of God, Holy Scripture, to bring to each and every one of you grace and peace. So, grace and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord Jesus Christ. The text for today's message is from John's Gospel. It's going to be a fun one. Sit back, enjoy. We have nowhere to go. And let's bow our hearts and heads in prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to gather as your children. And while, on the one hand, our social distance from one another in this sacred room may be greater than normal, on the other hand, the unity of the Spirit in this room may be greater than ever. Thank you for the Spirit of the risen Lord Jesus Christ who binds together the heart of your church, who leads us to compassionately engage one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, but also our greater Scottsdale and Phoenix and United States of America community. As we know, dear God, that the blood of Jesus was poured out for every man, woman, and child that lives in this world. So bless our hearing today so that in these awkward days we may bring your gospel more boldly into the lives entrusted to our care wherever we may find them, whenever they may come. For this we ask in Jesus' name and all of God's people in agreement said, I know upward is above me, I know downward is below me. I know backward is behind me and forward is in front of me. Question, where exactly is awkward? That's the question for today. Where exactly do I find awk? Have you ever thought about that? I didn't do a word study. I didn't go to Webster to find the old English origins of awk or, or whatever else. I just know that in our world today, we use that word rather frequently to speak of something odd or uncommon or, or unintended or unexpected. But today, this word, awkward, becomes the central organizing principle for our message because it is the central organizing principle for this lesson from the Gospel of John. And so I want you to Accompany me on this journey through this chapter of John, through this conversation Jesus has with a very unique woman, and ask the question and answer the question, where is awk and how do we get awkward? John's going to answer that for us in short order. I want you to realize that today... The ultimate answer we give to where is awkward goes something like this. Awkward is generally where Jesus journeys. Awkward is mainly where the master ministers. Awkward is essentially whenever the Savior speaks. That's the answer to the question, where exactly is awkward? in our text for today. Eventually, we are told, this Jewish rabbi came to a Samaritan village. 
from the moment we are introduced into this text, from the moment the setting for this story is established, we are introduced to awkward. Not just a Jewish man, but a Jewish priest, a Jewish rabbi, essentially, is in the Samaritan village of Sychar. Interestingly enough, he finds himself by one of the monuments, the seven wonders of Israelite history, Jacob's Well. Now, that may be a little bit of an exaggeration, but what we know is this, this place to gather water is tied to the ancient history of God's holy people, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and ultimately the savior of Genesis, the son Joseph. In other words, this cannot be more awkward. Jesus, who by divine right as a Jewish man essentially has ownership of that well, is now talking with a Samaritan woman at that well. This, my friends, is the banner example of awkwardness, and we're only one or two sentences in. You know, at least this part of the story, perhaps, Jesus, tired from a long walk, sits wearily beside the well about noontime. He is by himself, and so is this woman. By the way, before there was ever the reason for social distance known as coronavirus, look around you, there was another reason for social distance. It's called sin. And this woman, in the middle of the hot noonday sun, is there at this well gathering water because the social distance incumbent on her was substantial. We know from reading later, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five husbands was her legacy in that community. And by this time, the requirements of social distance would not pass by once we get over the hump or flatten the curve. This life is so curved. This, this life is so marred and flawed that she is destined for the rest of her days in this world to live a life of social, shameful distance. Frankly, it's stunning. Some would call it awkward at the highest level. Well, this woman, we are told, is surprised because Jesus asked her, engaged her in an act of service and conversation. One thing to be socially in the presence and company of this woman, another thing in this culture for a Jewish man to talk with a single woman, Another thing for a Jewish man of a rabbi's nature to talk with an adulterous woman by themselves at this time of day. And she notes this. She said to Jesus, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. And these are the moments where in normal American conversation, we might do something like this. Awkward, right? You ever done that? My kids do that to me all the time. It's, you know, I, I'm just trying to have a normal conversation about maybe a more sensitive than normal topic, and my son Connor or my daughter Lauren in particular, you know, awkward. Well, that's what we've got here. 
And in fact, it would, it would actually be a, a study for you this week to just go through this text and put the letter A. Every time you sense there is an awkward moment in the text, just put it at the end of a sentence before the beginning of a new one, a little letter A for when that little, you know, American idiom comes out. Awkward. It might be helpful. Devotionally helpful because it will attend, uh, make you more attentive to those moments when the work of Jesus is interrupting the regular patterns and expectations of this world. Jesus asks for some water. The Samaritan woman tries to rebuff him. Jesus replies, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Now this isn't socially awkward, Now we're into theological awkwardness. We have bypassed the interaction level of awkwardness and now Jesus is going to bring a confessional moment, a theological point of significance into this woman's life. First of all, he says to her, this socially distant human specimen, God has a gift for you. And that alone is unheard of. That alone for her is a shocker of awkward proportions. On the other hand, he introduces himself as the agent of that gift if you only knew who you're talking to. Awkward, but it's so good. So rich. Sir, she says, thinking not a lot about that theological statement, you, you, awkward here. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if you're Meshuggah up in the head, but uh, you realize you don't have a rope or bucket. So you, you got a different way of getting water in this well? And Jesus says, No, I'm going to give you living water. Living water. What differentiates water in a well from the living water that Jesus is going to give? The living water that Jesus is going to give is going to give her an abundance of life in this world, but eternal life in the world yet to come. The woman ultimately will say, give me this water, and then I'll never be thirsty again. And then Jesus turns the screws a little bit more. Well, you know, really, you probably should go and get your husband. And the woman replies, awkward. Uh, I don't have a husband. Jesus replies, awkward. Well, let me tell you, you have five. The woman goes, awkward. How did he know that I had five? Awkward because he is the omniscient God of heaven and earth. The divine attribute we see here exhibited by Jesus reminds us that this is an awkward man. He is uncommon in this world because he is singular. He is the singular, soul-begotten Son of God. And wherever he walks, the master 
ministers awkwardly. The Savior speaks awkwardly. Jesus journeys into every location and he brings awkwardness in his train. He knows each and everything about us. Things we hide from one another, things we hide from the rest of the world, our thoughts, our words and deeds that cause us no small amount of shame. Whenever the Savior comes, the most awkward thing about it is we can hide nothing from him. And every attempt to do that will only yield the awkward tweak of the Holy Spirit in us that says, God knows better what you try to hide so well. And so the conversation for us today throughout this entire text is whether or not we will embrace the awkwardness of being a follower of Jesus. And to understand, as Pastor Allen and I do, from all the conversations we have as ministers of the gospel professionally over many, many years, there is hardly a conversation we have of any spiritual significance that is not essentially awkward. In fact, that should be one of the first things that people who want to be in professional ministry, pastors, teachers, directors of Christian education, should be asked, are you ready and willing to assume this awkward task? Because every time you meet, every time you minister to someone in this world in any spiritually significant way, at the heart of that interaction will be a measure of awkwardness because the Savior comes to confront sin. The Savior comes to turn lives upside down that have become used to the social distance of the noonday sun and taken that shameful situation and just said, well, I guess this is my lot in life. I'll just go to the grave and this will be my condition Woe is me. Jesus comes and says, no, if you only knew the gift of God, you would not accept this lot in life as your only and ultimate fate. I am the source of living water, renewal and restoration, but the only way we get there is by being honest. You, honest with me, and me, in spite of that honesty from you, still assuring you I will not walk away in shame and embarrassment. I will be your Savior all the way to the cross. The next part of the text is as important. In brief, it is the woman re-entering society throwing away the social distance that she had put upon herself or others had and going into those lives around her in her village and bearing witness to the life-saving awkwardness that she had just experienced there at Jacob's well, telling her Samaritan kinsmen that Jesus was the Savior both for the Jews and the Samaritans and everybody else. 
and that this Jesus knew more about her than she was willing to admit. And in spite of what this Jesus knew about all of her kinsmen, he would still be servant and savior for them as well. My brothers and sisters, today we come to an awkward time in our community's life. We come to a time where we are confronting head-on so many questions about how it is God is still providentially caring for this world, what the future holds, in some kind of limbo between fear for our own safety and well-being, given the morbidity, the trajectory of this disease, and and, uh, and our lives, and also given the uncertainty with how this world is going to proceed in dealing with it. There is, there, it's just crazy. Some would say awkward. We know the gift God has for us. And while we don't know how that gift will come in the form of water at the well, friendship in spite of shame, through another friend who bridges social distance and reaches out by way of text or email or a phone call. While we don't know how that gift of God will come to us, we know that it is nevertheless in play. Think of that last word from the Old Testament reading today, and I'll read it for you as the water came from the rock and Moses renames the place where they were at Masa Meribah because the Lord was tested while the people were arguing. And they argued with Moses and tested the Lord by asking the question, is the Lord here with us or not? And Moses' answer, Don't, don't you remember? We, we, we walked through the Red Sea. He saved you from slavery in Egypt. He's been a, I don't know if you noticed, he, he's been a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. Do you have actually any doubt the Lord is here with us? How soon we can forget and it's awkward. Awkwardness gives birth to greater awkwardness. Awkwardness is overcome when we speak to Jesus, receive the ministry of the master, when we journey with Jesus to his cross and to the empty tomb. My brothers and sisters, we've got work to do and uh, we may be socially distant but we are spiritually united that there is a God over all of this crazy mixed up world we're living in. And he is faithful to us. And he will extend that faithfulness through us into this world in creative ways these days. I look forward to seeing the great things that God has yet to do. Amen. And may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Guard your hearts and minds. Amen. Let's